Hey kids, what time is it? Yes, that's right, it's time for another bonus mystery outtake show. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this podcast to bring you some incredible news. We are under attack. Never before has this reporter seen such devastation, such destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, I fear the time has come for Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules! So grab a can of fermented weed and listen up. It may just save your life. Hey folks, welcome back to Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. Uh, I've got another special uh, bonus mystery outtake show uh, this week. Um, going to have some of the outtakes from uh, the Night of the Living Dead show that uh, Michael Noble of ClickClack.com and I did uh, a, a while back. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I hope you enjoy it. The, some of the stuff I had to cut for time, our original talk went over just over two hours. Um, so I, I cut probably about 20 minutes or so from our talk. Um and uh, I'm, I want to present some of it because some of the discussions that I did cut were, were actually pretty good, but uh, really didn't add anything to the overall discussion of Night of the Living Dead that I wanted to present. Um, so I, uh, I, I trimmed them. And then uh, again, I, I came up with the idea that, well, maybe I should uh, present these in a, in a special formatted show. Uh, afterwards kind of like the uh, you know like a bonus content uh, on a DVD um, you know the outtakes uh, so enjoy the outtakes uh, and uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll see you soon this this first clip uh, is uh, uh, Michael uh, and I basically uh, discussing uh, although it's mostly Michael uh, discussing uh, his sort of unhealthy obsession with uh, uh, continuity errors in this movie. Um, I'm a little more forgiving than he is, uh, but uh, essentially, uh, in the end, it doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, but Michael likes to explain, uh, you know, why these things matter uh, to him. So uh, enjoy the first clip, and I'll uh, I'll see you in a few minutes when I present the next clip. Uh, thanks again for joining us here at Assault. Of the two-headed space mule. I want to talk about some of uh, you know, as ghastly and and hideous as this movie is. Uh, there, there. Uh, a lot of people think it's cheesy too until you actually watch it. But um, this is the movie also um, that got me going on continuity because on later watchings of this film uh there are so many flubs and boners in this movie that it, it's 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 ridiculous the very first one comes um uh with uh, johnny and barbara in in the uh pulling up to uh, the graveyard the graves mm. um he's got his uh, driving gloves on he takes the driving gloves off um he's talking to barbara uh, reaches back, asks for candy or something, uh, reaches back to get the wreath. And now he's got his gloves off and you can see that he not only took them off, but put them on. He didn't see, actually see him put them on them, but you know, the, 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 the only place he could have put them was on the dashboard. He put his driving gloves on the dashboard. Well, a little bit, you know, a couple minutes later when 
Barbara is kneeling at, at her father's grave, you actually see him pull the gloves out and put them back on. Well, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, they're, you can tell the continuity problem. The gloves are still on the dashboard. So, so you got that going for you. Uh, and that's what, one thing that I always zeroed in on and I do to this day. I always look for continuity. I always look for those glasses that, uh, you know, somebody just <laughs> took a drink out of and, you know, they were half full, uh, you know, when you originally picked it up, when you first saw it, and all of a sudden they're completely full, you know, a scene later. Yeah, well, uh, well then you must have loved Star Trek V. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. God. But there's 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 a bunch of fun little things like that. Oh, uh, sure. Another one that comes to mind is uh, uh, Ben finds a pair of shoes for for Barbara because she kicks off her shoes when she's running from the from the cemetery. Yeah, cool. And um, she's barefoot through you know most of the film. And ben all of a sudden finds a pair of shoes for for her when um, when he discovers the shotgun and he ends up putting them on her. But when the, she is ushered down to the uh, uh, out of harm's way at one point in time uh, I think by Helen you can see she's clearly not wearing shoes so you know again tons maybe, of continuity tons maybe, of continuity maybe they were binding her feet or something Who knows? Uh, you know what they were too small that's exactly yeah what exactly I don't know I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little more I mean I notice those things too sometimes but I'm a little more forgiving uh, about it is stuff. what it is. I, uh, I'm, I, uh, I don't mention these things uh, just, uh, you know, to, to mock them or say this is why this thing is so unreal. This could never happen. Right. They're just nice little Easter eggy type of things yeah, that are sure. that are in the film that I, you know you that know, are part of the fun of it. That's all. The the only time I ever ever really get bothered is is when a continuity error disrupts the flow of the story. Or, or disrupts, uh, you know, uh, credulity of, <laughs> of, of, of a sequence, and and that does happen from time to time where they just, yep. you know, the the flub kind of overtakes. If it's something minor like, you know, like that, it, it doesn't bother me that much. And uh, you know, as long as the story is good and and is keeping moving, and isn't really affected by the continuity error, it doesn't bother me all that much. Or, or unless you're watching Star Trek V, right? Oh my God! Well, like I, those got in the way. That was just terrible. That yeah, was just terrible. Were. In the next segment, uh, Michael uh, attempts to uh, persuade me that uh, there is a particular character in this film that uh, deserves a little more recognition, uh, and uh, I, I try to deftly. Uh, turn the conversation back toward <laughs> uh, something a, a, a little more serious. Uh, I, I'm not sure how successful I was, but uh, you be the judge. And a little known fact, um, uh, the one character that wasn't a stunt double and um, that was perfect for the role uh, originally in that movie, and I don't even know if you know this or not, but there was there was no second, there was no uh, 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 you know uh, butt double for this. It was the uh, Garden Troll. The Garden Troll was actually played by the Garden Troll. So um, I, I thought that was an interesting piece of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Garden Troll. I mean, it's featured. So seriously, it's featured in a lot of the the, the sure. covers sure. on the back cover of DVDs. I mean, you see uh, 
Kira Sean, who played Karen Cooper, you know, she, iconically, it's above her head, or yeah. she's burying it. Yeah, I mean, it's the garden trawl. I mean, okay, all right. Of the film. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it definitely, you know, to me, that was, uh, you know, one of the the key moments. Well, serious, and I'm being serious here. Um, okay. As much as I possibly can be, without the garden trowel, um, Helen might still be around. Well, uh, maybe. I, I, I mean, I think. I think they chose to have her do that. And again, this is another case of a a a, a zombie using a tool. Um, which, you know, they they kind of in the later movies they kind of make a bigger deal out of. Oh, look, they're learning, uh, you know. <laughs> or True, they're, exactly. Or they're and you know what? I, you just caught me in 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 a, in a falsehood that I said. I, I said earlier that there was uh, cognitive thinking with uh, with uh, Bill Hensman uh, when he picked up that rock to get a Barbara. And you're right. She, it, it actually shows the wall where the trowel is on. She actually saw that, reached out for it, and grabbed it as 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 a weapon. Mm-hmm. So you know what, zombies had more going on than uh, we thought. It wasn't just the the, the love of community and the the the, the <laughs> want of uh, friendship of, of of the denizens of the house. Uh, they were thinking. They were thinking ghouls. Yeah. Thinking ghouls. There you go. Unlike the unthinking ghouls in the uh, in in Dawn of the Dead, and uh, you know, those were the fun ghouls. So yeah, they were, the they were. They were. They were fun. Just wanted to shop. See, they were, they were, you know, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but all they wanted to do was shop. They were, they were content with where they were. Malls were, in the 70s, the malls were uh, where people lived, uh, socialized, uh, gathered, uh, shopped, uh, talked about. So, you know, they were understood, they were misunderstood too. What are you going to do? Sure. Exactly. (laughs) All right, enough of this. Where are we going? Uh, I don't know. And now it's time for uh, Michael's little-known flaming mannequin story. It's uh, it's a real barn burner. So, so here's a little-known fact about uh, Romero. You may or may not know, and I don't know if this is in your book, but uh, you know he's got he's had a, a hefty uh, post um, post 9/11 dead career. Right. With all the sequels and, you know, uh, Creepshow and Martin and all that fun stuff. But uh, as a kid, um, uh, you know, he had a little uh, pre, uh, the prequel. Um, did you know that he got arrested when he was a teenager for uh, t- tossing a flaming uh, mannequin off of his uh, off of his roof? <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't heard that story. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know what happened, but, you know, he was screwing around with friends or something like that. And. Uh, I don't know if it, he was doing testing for films or he was trying to scare somebody or, you know, whatever. But he actually lit a mannequin on fire, doused it in gasoline or kerosene or something. Oh, boy. Lit it on fire, threw it <laughs> off his roof. His burning body was coming off the roof. Police came by and they ended up arresting him. I don't know. Oh, my. I don't know. I don't know what happened after that, but. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, uh, a real barn burner. Anyway, in this next clip, uh, Michael attempts to persuade me that uh, The Graduate, starring Dustin Hoffman, is actually a, uh, a zombie film. 
And uh, we also discuss Shaun of the Dead and uh, The Walking Dead. So enjoy this next clip. Another little-known fact, some of those movies that you had mentioned, uh, you know, The Graduate, uh, um, all of which I believe came, well, no, I take it back. Graduate came out like 65? No, I, that was like 60, 70s? 69, I think. 69, that's what I thought. Because, you know, like I said, another little-known fact you know, along the lines of the trial, but The Graduate, uh, uh, things of that nature, they all had zombie elements in them, too. So, the Romero was a big influence. Yeah, all, all, all around. So For sure, you know. Uh, speaking, speaking of influences, if you're not laughing, Douglas. Uh, speaking of influences, you just couldn't um, hear me. I, I want to touch on real quickly uh, some of the nods that other films, other other shows, uh, pop culture, and whatnot has has given to to Romero as well. Uh, one of the b- biggest, of course, was uh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I. I I had seen enough cheesy zombie flicks. Uh, I went in um, with a very jaded view of, of, of what Shaun of the Dead was going to be, and it, it basically blew me away. Right. Um, you've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I love um, it. But one of the biggest things that I loved was when uh, when Nick Frost yelled over it uh, uh, on the phone, we're coming to get you, Barbara. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just guffawed when yeah. I heard when I heard that and I thought that was a kick. Um, one of the other big big nods to Romero, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, going in. They just premiered season three last Sunday. Is uh, The Walking Dead on AMC? Uh, they actually have zombie school to teach all the extras how to uh, cavort and uh, bumble about as uh, as the undead. <laughs> and um, uh, Nicotero, who, who does. Uh, is the head of uh, executive producer and, and and makeup and whatnot um, uh, was uh, highly influenced by Romero and, and Night of Living Dead flicks in that uh, he didn't believe in uh, you know the uh, superhero zombies that uh, you know can run thirty miles an hour they bumble along they yep. uh, they trip and fall and uh, they're just like you said kind of a, uh, automatons and and um, don't don't have uh, much in the way of brains and whatnot. You know, herd mentality and uh, all that fun stuff. So it's it's nice to see that nod in in The Walking Dead too. In this next clip, uh, Michael tears up a bit, talking about his uh, daughter's love of the uh, black and white movies. Check it out. But that, but his influence is far and wide. Um, sure. Even my daughter at, at um, 15 years old has uh, uh, understands the coolness of the black and white of uh, of Night of the Living Dead, and you know yes. that's that's a proud moment for me. Right? really like the fact that she enjoys that thing. I'm kind of tearing up here a little bit, but, um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Th- th- there, there is that. So sure. watch it. I mean, it, sure. it's not all Zack Snyder. It's not, uh, you know, it's not these, it's not, uh, the, the remake with, uh, Will Smith of, uh, uh I am legend and right. the, uh, super fast zombies. Um, right. Yep. It started somewhere and it started not even with the word zombie with ghouls. Yes. Um, and it, it, 
just near and dear to my heart. That's all there is to it. In this next clip, Michael finally proves that he's gone off the deep end by attempting to equate Night of the Living Dead with the uh, classic musical West Side Story. Um, yeah. Oh, one more thing real quickly. Um, sure. uh, I, I forgot to mention this. Um, my co-writer, uh, Tara Schrodes, and I, yes. um, I got her to watch Night of the Living Dead one time, and I was comparing it to uh, West Side Story. And there are... <laughs> I'm serious. There's, it's, it's like they're... The sharks it's like a sequel almost. Okay. I want to do it... If, if we ever do a follow-up to this this podcast, it's got to be a comparison of Night of the Living Dead versus... Well, not even, it couldn't even be a comparison. It could be a versus type of thing. You know, the last man standing. Night of the Living Dead versus West Side Story. And I am dead serious. You, you would not believe how many coincidences there are in both those films. You wouldn't believe how they stand up to each other and they could go head to head in a rock'em sock'em robots kind of way. Hmm. And I'm dead serious. I be, may have been joking this entire podcast, but I am dead serious about that. So think about it. Okay. Folks, you may have something to look Send those cards and letters and requesting yep. the, 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 the smackdown of Night of the Living Dead. They're, they're probably, they've, probably, they've probably sat through this and now they're saying, you know, well, why didn't they do that show this time? <laughs> Why didn't they do that show this time? It would have been a much better show. It would have been a much better show. So. (laughs) And finally, one last clip wherein uh, Michael and I try to find a good way to to finish the show, and uh, we fail miserably. probably my most frequent co-host at this point uh so uh you know i i, I think i think uh that says something i don't know what that's I, because i that's because i put hush money under the table for you to get me on that's, that's the only reason <laughs> I, I, there's another little known fact so there you go. yeah so little known that i didn't even know about it so Oops. hey where'd that hush money go uh <laughs> all right folks We'll have a, we'll have a, I don't know what we'll have. We'll have brains for dinner, I guess. I don't know. Better brains. I like it. I like it. <laughs> what a lousy way to end the show. Well, I think that was perfect. You know, brains for dinner. Why not? <laughs> have it folks another edition of bonus mystery outtakes this time uh going back to our previous episode about night of the living dead hope you enjoyed it uh and uh i hope uh michael doesn't mind i ribbed on him a little bit today uh for some of his comments that didn't make the final cut but uh you know mine weren't much better quite (laughs) quite honestly uh so thanks again for for stopping in and joining us this week uh, for Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. Uh, I've got a couple of shows in the pipeline. Uh, nothing I've recorded yet, but uh, we're hoping to have something out in the next month or so. Uh, so keep your ears to the wall and keep looking for the stars. They're up there, I swear, right behind the clouds.
Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules is copyright 2012 by Douglas Arthur for Dugside Syndicate. You can contact the show by sending email to spacemules at yahoo.com or follow us on Twitter at Space Mules. And you can also head over to Facebook for the official Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules fan page for all the latest news, updates, and photos. Don't forget to check out Cafe Press slash Space Mules for all of your Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules swag. T-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, you name it, we have all the highest quality merchandise you can shake a Zuni doll at. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Don't forget to tune in next time when you'll hear my brother say... I was alone with 50 or 60 of those things just standing there staring at me. I... I started to drive. I just plowed right through them. They didn't move. They didn't run or... Just stood there, staring at me. Just wanted to crush them. Forty-five. The new single by Flaming Schwarzkopf Experience. Forty-five. Not vinyl but an incredible simulation. 45, experience 45 years distilled into 45 minutes. 45, the new single by Flaming Schwarzkopf Experience, just 89 cents on Amazon.com. Download it now or forever hold your peace. And don't forget, you can also download Flying to Orlando, encased in glue and a strong scent of cedar also available for download and CD on Amazon.com. Do it now.